This is episode two with your host, Robin Carter Bryant, realtor with RCB Living. Feel inspired to do something great for you and for someone else. RCB Living brings forth talent and business connections, as well as real estate related topics for better living. Happy Veterans Day, everyone. I would like to take the time to thank all of our veterans who have served and given their lives to protect America. I have a husband of the Navy, brother of the Air Force, and father of the Marines, and I would like to thank them personally as well for their commitment to our country and all others. Today, we will be touching on these topics in episode two. First up, in the movies, real estate, then the RCB Living Icebreaker Game with our co-guest, Eric. After that, we have our co-guest, Eric with Eagles Inspections, who will lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from a money pit through discussion in our interview. Home inspection is necessary before you buy a home. Following up will be our random question of the day, a shout out and mention supporting his nonprofit of the day. And then we'll close out with a big thanks to our listeners. For now, let's welcome Eric to the show. What's going on, Eric? Hey, Robin. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you for being on our show. So let's move on to in the movies, real estate news. Eric, do you remember the movie The Money Pit? It featured actors Tom Hank and Shelley Long. One of my favorites, absolutely. <laughs> I, I bet. As a couple who attempt to renovate a recently purchased house, it was filmed in New York City and was produced by Steven Spielberg, or co-executive produced, by, basically. But anyway, the moment the characters Walter and Anna take possession of the house, it quickly begins to fall apart. Okay, so the plumbing's not perfect. We'll get it fixed. It's not the end of the world. You didn't see that water. Look, this is an old house. It's going to need some work. You've got to expect that. I didn't expect that water. It had legs. A little work, a little care, a little imagination, and it's going to be great. It's going to be fun fixing it up. You'll see. Do you remember some of the things that fell apart? Uh, yeah, I'm just about everything, but some of them were, <laughs> I, I still giggle just thinking about it. Yeah, there's a... Uh... The, the door frame rips out of the wall. The main staircase collapses. The plumbing is full of gunk. The electrical system catches fire. It just, it just, because I think there was something involved with the, with the, I think it's the bathtub crashes through the floor and the chimney collapses. It's like something to do with a, a raccoon somewhere. But anyway, it's on the market right now in real life for $5 million. Hold on. I have the address. It's 199 Feeks Lane in Locust Valley, New York. With eight beds, 8.5 baths, 14,000 square feet. Oh, my goodness. Eric, how wow. long would it take you to do an inspection on a house that big? That would take the majority of the day just to do the walkthrough part and at least a half a day just to type up that report. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my, my question to you, they have this home advertised as perfect condition. What do you have to say about this, that description since you are a home inspection specialist? <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be the first one that I've seen uh, in mm -hmm. perfect condition. Um, right. We, we never find them in perfect condition, even brand new. Uh, we find issues just because everybody's human. You're going to make mistakes. And it's, right. uh, it's, important. it's important to have somebody like us check it so that even if we just catch those simple mistakes before they become huge problems. Moving on. Are you ready for the RCB Living Game, Eric? Absolutely. I'll do my best. All right. I'll ask you three questions and you have to say the first thing that comes to mind as far as the, the answers go. You have to just choose one, though. OK. OK. All right. There are three things you immediately see as an issue when completing a home inspection of the three. Which would you recommend to correct first 
based on if the new home buyer could only fix one at a time. So the first one is a home that has water stains in the ceiling, a home that has long paint, a long paint crack on the side wall, or a home that has white residue stains on the floor of the basement. Wow, that's a tough question. I <laughs> um I would go with the crack in the wall if they could only choose one. Okay. And what what do what do cracks on the wall specifically uh alarm you with? Like what not alarm you, but what brings you know Sure, sure. Well, um, cracks, cracks could mean structural issues, and it's all about knowing how to evaluate the crack because some cracks are very, very common, uh, like right. a shrinkage crack, just from normal expansion and contraction. Because we live in the Northeast where it gets hot and it gets really cold, so there's that that expansion. So it could be nothing, but it could also be. And even though the cracks will look similar to the buyer, the inspector specially trained, so he knows when I see a crack, the ones that are massively alarming and the ones that are you know, we see normal issues all the time. So it's really our job to kind of put it in perspective. Okay. All right. And the next question, you show up at an inspection and one of these fall on you. Which one freaks you out the most? A live snake, a live rat, or live nest of spiders? <laughs> I don't even have to think about one. That one, the spiders. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I wish it didn't. Ha- oh my! And I wish it didn't happen to me all the time. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I hate spiders. I right. don't care. I just something creepy about them. Oh, and I didn't even know you were gonna do that. I got goosebumps right now. <laughs> I know. I've actually had a spider while driving. I had my um, my sunroof open, and in a wooded area, one spider, like the, I guess his uh, string, fell straight right in front of my face as oh. I'm driving and I oh. I almost like crashed like I was, and it wasn't a small one it was like a big tree spider it was huge oh. to me like the size of a quarter you know so that was like I just oh, I almost died like <laughs> I literally pulled over and jumped out of my car almost into traffic it was horrible but yeah all right so the next one you show up at a house to do an inspection and there's a very old helpless looking squatter sleeping in the bathtub what is your most likely next move (laughs) is it wake him up and ask him to leave introduce yourself offer your lunch and make a new friend or run out of the home and call the police (laughs) oh boy that's it that's a tough one i i (laughs) i have a helpful i have a helpful nature and i would absolutely give him my lunch um as I as I slowly walk him out of the house because it's not not a good idea for him to be there. But I, yeah, I I would try to help if I could. Right. So you probably would look and see if they're harmful or not, or you know probably gauge it like I would, and probably just say, "Hey, gotta go." Yeah, definitely, definitely. Squatters are scary. You know, you don't expect them to be there, and I've 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 run into a couple of them before, and it's just it's a scary situation. Sure, you don't know how desperate somebody is. You really don't exactly. know what you're dealing with when you walk into that. That's it, it can be very nerve-wracking. Exactly. Well, thanks for playing that game. All right. So <laughs> we named this episode Home Inspection. It's necessary before you buy a home. And we have you on the show for a reason. The reason is to basically explain what it is that you do and how your service sets you apart from others. So 
before you answer that question, I want to bring up the topic of miscommunication in regards to what a home inspection is. When you inspect a home, it's important for the buyer to be present. So what kind of questions do you get asked and how involved are you in the whole process of the sale? Well, I mean, we're, we're kind of there in the middle. Like the, a lot of the sale happens before we get to the house um, and the mm-hmm. buyer's really, really nervous, uh, most of them, unless they've done it a bunch of times. Right. So I actually spend a lot of time training our guys so they can handle, you know, first time home buyers and their special needs of just information. So we really educate. And that, that misunderstanding is just, or miscommunication about what a home inspection is, is we're not there to tell them what to do. We're mm-hmm. to educate them so they can make better decisions in that next step in the process. We're, right. We're not negotiating. That's the realtor's job. We're not doing an appraisal. That's the appraiser's job. We're there to just educate them so they can, you know, confidently get through that next step. Right. And it is scary because, you know, I've, I've, of course I've done, I've been at tons of home inspections and sometimes, you know, a home looks perfectly fine and you run into some issues that can be very scary, such as like we named before, like ceiling stains, right? Sure. And that can come from several things. And as soon as people see that, they're like, oh, my gosh, the house is falling apart. Oh, and yeah. it could it could very well be an issue where that could happen. But it could also be something very simple to fix. And I think sometimes I think in my experience as a realtor, I've had um, certain inspectors will say, OK, you know, they'll give a report. And that's the last you'll hear from them. They're not communicating with the with the buyer. They're not, um, they're just delivering a report, an email, and then the realtor is looking at this inspection report like, uh, uh, I don't, you know, uh, I don't know, it's in red, so I guess it's a, you know, something you should uh, worry about, because some, you know, how, how, what's the largest, what's the largest inspection report you've ever written? Like, how many pages? Uh, we over a hundred pages is not uncommon in that house that you described for the money pit. Right. Right. So can you imagine a realtor getting a, a, a pack, a, a package from, <laughs> from their buyer that they just received from the inspector and it's like, let's just say 50 pages. Right. Right. And my job is to basically help them find a home that will, they'll, you know, they'll be able to resell because that's, that's important to me to, to make sure that they're happy with the home and it has equity and value in it. And then also, to make sure that, you know, it doesn't become a money pit, but I can't assert that to be true. Um, you know, unless they get a home inspection, I think, you know, I don't have, I don't have that expertise. So they'll say, well, which one should I negotiate? And it's tough for me to say, well, you know, look at it, (laughs) you know, tell me which ones you think. And then the inspector disappears, you know, And they don't have that conversation. They don't have that communication. I mean, how do you set yourself apart? Like, like, how does your business, um, how can I say, um, respond to something like that? You know, with buyers, like how involved are you? Like, do you just deliver the packet of (laughs) repairs and things that are needed? Or do you actually like consult with them? Well, we we do a lot of consulting and we're really there for the buyer and the agent as much as they want us to be. We are completely available for questions. We don't just shoot the report out and say, adios, forget my number. Um, 
I have something I've been saying to, to, to buyers, you know, cause they don't know they're, they're getting their first home inspection. And I said, look, you know, we're here for you next week, next month, next year. If you have a question, please call us first. Cause our answers have no, if they call us, I'm just giving them information. And I'm just like the real estate agents. We're on the road all day long, driving appointment, appointment, appointment. We're everywhere. There right. is nothing good on the radio. I have all the time in the world. Please call me if I if I can answer your question. If I can answer you, your you question, mean, you, you don't listen. You don't listen to mumble rap when you're driving. Uh, I try not to. <laughs> I, try, <laughs> I try not to, and I'd rather answer these questions about their house if they're if they're nervous and concerned. A lot of times, it's just because they don't know any. They, they don't know what to do. And a, right. And it's so it's sometimes so simple. And it's to me maybe common sense because I know, but just they don't know. Right. It's not their expertise. And I think it's important. Like you have some buyers who are just stretching their wallet enough to put a down payment down for a home, which I don't suggest anyone buying a home who doesn't have, you know, a little bit of money set aside just in case things go wrong. But um, there are people who have tons of money, not tons, but you know, just a lot of money in the bank so that if something were you know, that needed to be fixed, you know, they get the house where they want it, you know, the location, the space and everything, because you can't buy space again, you know, in the same home unless they rebuild on it. But, um, you know, sometimes people, they want to know, hey, how expensive is it it to go ahead and if, you know, fix this problem? They want to know that. And I don't have the answers to that. So then it becomes, all right, let's, let's call this person and let's call that person in. But I've seen some reports where some inspectors do add their, um, the price range. Does your company do that? Well, they'll say, all right, there's this, there's this that needs to be fixed. This can run you anywhere between let's say 500 and 1500 or something like that. Or do you just, you don't get involved in that? No, we, we absolutely do that. Um, And we we spend a lot of time training our guys so that the numbers like that, your example is perfect. That 500 to 1500, uh, if my guys did that, they'd be in trouble. I want, I want close numbers. I want to mm-hmm. put it in perspective. Someone, if right. you tell someone you're going to buy something, it's going to cost 500 to $1,500. They're going to be like, okay, that I don't really understand that. Is it 1500? Right. Five? Is it 550? You know, I, we trim our numbers really tight and we spend a lot of time training on what people are charging in our market. And, nice. I, and not that I want to, you know, give them numbers just so they can have numbers, but to put it in perspective, everything we do is to put the house in proper perspective for the buyer without scaring them. Right. And, and sometimes, you know, buyers beware that sometimes that needs to take place. You know, you go in a home and you're like, Whoa. Right. <laughs> now tell me that. And, and then you have the realtor who calls you and say, Hey, we have a home. We have, we have a buyer. Um, they need a home inspection. Um, you know, they chose to go with you as, as a recommendation from, you know, myself or whoever, the company, however, but um, please uh, let us know how this goes. And then it goes haywire. How do you present that? Because I know that realtors can get a little bit, uh, how's that called? Uh, anxious to close the deal. <laughs> sure. And not all, not all are very ethical, but uh, you know, how do you, go about saying this home is a money pit or you know or do you do you do who do you present that to first or do you not or you just I don't know how do you do that like what do you what do you do when you see a house that's a money pit you're like oh my goodness this house is 
like if it's 10 years old and you're like, wow. Yeah, I wish we didn't see that as often as we do. Uh, so, and it is a delicate conversation because the realtors spend a lot of time trying to build a deal. The buyer mm-hmm. at the point of the home inspection is super, super excited about moving mm-hmm. in and we've got bad news. Um, we, we give it in the little pieces because you never know where the buyer or the or where they're at. So right. I might be talking to someone who could rebuild the entire house. And every time I give them a list of things, they're like, yeah, I got that. I got that. I can fix that. I can fix that. Don't worry about it. I knew that I, I got it. Or the right. the nervous buyer who's like, you mean I got to fix a faucet? I'm not buying this house. I mean, right. oh, I've had that. Yes. Right. <laughs> we never we never know till we meet them like where they are in that that giant range. And as far as the the agent trying to sometimes influence our findings, that that ethical question, um, we really try not to create friction. Mm-hmm. We're going to do our job exactly the same way, no matter how the agent will come time, sometimes impress on us that we really shouldn't find too much or we should find a you whole know, lot because I didn't negotiate you know, very well and I want more money to take off. Right. See, I, I find that in, in life, when you do business with people, there's some people you choose to do business with because, you know, you're, you're on the same plane. Like you understand you're both ethical. You both have, you know, the same goals. Listen, we want the buyer to be happy. We want the buyer to be safe. We want the buyer to um, enjoy. And then, you know, then you have others who you do business with and you realize that you're not on the same plane level and you're not, you're not um, thinking the same. And, and sometimes I feel like it's almost better to not deal with people like that a second time. You know, it's like, thanks for a referral, but uh <laughs> I don't think I can work with you on this. Maybe you want to give it to someone else. Have you ever referred another agent to, to someone else or, or, or have told an agent that, Hey, I, I really, I, I don't have the time or I can't do this or, you know, deter them in a way. Uh, we, we have, we actually have, we, we like to have it as a less aggressive way of doing it. If we have mm-hmm. an agent that ends up on that list and thankfully so far that's been a kind of short list. Um, mm-hmm. every time they call after the first one, for some reason, we just can't find space in our calendar. I, we're just so booked up. <laughs> I get you. I get you. I, and I could, sit, I could be sitting home doing nothing yet. Somehow right. I don't have time. Yeah. I don't have time to. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I know the next question is, can you not do that or not show this right. or not check exactly. this? Right. Yeah, I don't want to be uncomfortable. And I don't want to put the buyers in a position where they may, you know, and I, I don't have a lot of control over that because they're not my buyer, but that's that. Yeah. That's definitely not a place you want to be, especially as a, a thoughtful, caring business owner that wants to help their people. Exactly. So, I've worked with several home inspectors and some use low end technology while others use high end technology to perform and conclude the inspections. Where are you with technology with your business? Um, we signed, we we're in, we're, we're all in um, and not just like we have specialized electronic tools that we use during the inspection, but we also have a lot of technology mm-hmm. as far as booking the appointments, tracking the information. There's even a tool for our real estate friends to, book an inspection right from their phone 24 hours a day and have access to our calendars. So oh, we, nice. we have some neat things. Um, and that little app that we give you, it's actually just a link 
um, would give the real estate agent access to every inspection they've ever done with us right there at the mm-hmm. fingertips on their phone. Nice. So okay. some really cool products there. Plus we have moisture meters, electronic sensors. Um, we do a lot of the high technology stuff to, to give the client a better inspection because it gives us a better look inside the home without being destructive because a home inspection is a visual home inspection, but the more electronics or information we can give the buyer, the better. So I had an inspection one time in the deep country of uh, Cedarville, New Jersey, and it was an old home. And the inspector pulled out, I'm guessing it was a moisture meter and placed it, but, on the uh, in the wall on the wall behind the stove or countertop area of the kitchen, and when he placed it there, it read something that basically told the buyer and myself that there was a leak coming in from the second floor roof, going straight down into the back of the wall. And when they finally, um, I guess they finally like we renegotiated and and repairs were done they ripped out that wall and behind it was um they had to do mold remediation because it was tons of mold behind it sure like that is so spectacular to know that you have tools that can find things like that like to the naked eye you really can't tell sure especially if it's behind you know i don't remember if it was tile or wallpaper or anything like you just don't see those things. And it's not like the home buyer, the home seller, you know, was trying to hide. They didn't even know it was there, you know? Oh, yeah. And 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 your inspector actually used two things. He used his experience because he knew where to put the meter. Right. And, and he also knew that when he used it to make sure that he could calibrate it right. So he wasn't just picking up like the tile will sometimes reflect that signal. So they're really, it's really important to have the tools, but even more importantly, to know how to use them. Right. Now, I know we had something happen over the summertime, a home, I believe it was in um, uh, Franklinville or somewhere at Washington Township in that direction. Mm -hmm. And a home just totally exploded out of nowhere. I don't know what they found out, but I do know some of the people that were some of the the they were responders at the at the site. And it was a tough, tough, uh, tough thing to deal with. There's a tool that you use now. It's a, a gas mm-hmm. tool or something. What, what, what tool is that? Well, it's a, it's a gas detector. And it actually, because it, sometimes you can have smells that smell like gas because they do put mm-hmm. sulfur in the gas so you smell it. But we have right. a, a little gas detector that'll separate the paint smell from, um, from actual natural gas. And it gives you the parts mm-hmm. per million in the air. And then you can, it's like a Geiger counter. You can actually walk. And as the, the levels rise, you're getting closer and closer to the leak until you. Right. And then you find the leak. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes, you know, you, I've walked in homes. I, I have a really keen sense of smell. And I've walked in homes and around homes, the outside of homes. And I've smelled gas. And I've said, hey, you may want to call and check the gas company. But there's, I mean. Not everyone has a sense of smell like I do, but then you're also telling me right now that there are gas leaks where you definitely cannot smell where it's coming from. Well, you can't with the naked nose, or well, you could, but you'd you'd look a little silly sniffing all the stuff on the walls and the 
the stuff because it, it will get stronger and stronger as you get closer to it, especially in a closed right. up house. But sometimes if they just had the floors redone, it smells mm-hmm. almost just like a natural gas leak. And oh. if you're sensitive to it, you'll be like, that smells like natural gas. And uh, there's a gas leak in this house. But with the tool, gotcha. it'll separate separate out the different chemicals that are in the air and some of them. Pinpoint it. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Wow. That's, that's amazing. I mean, those tools definitely help you, I'm sure. And then the buyer is, is probably more um, confident in their decision as far as, you know, with the information that you give them. So that. That that's that's really cool that you have those tools and and I've seen other inspectors where they'll eye it you know they'll be like oh yeah you know I've seen them walk through not one tool in their hand except their cell phone and you know I think we've moved past those days. (laughs) Some of us, but yeah, some of us, but there's a lot of older guys out there have been doing this a long time and they don't like the technology, and Mm -hmm. I can appreciate that because I'm not. 25 and i am not super super comfortable with technology but it just helps so much right right well it adds to and 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 being you know being up with technology is supposed you know shows that you are up with the times and you know there's a lot of things that can happen but we can get to our answers quicker so that's great that you have those tools so eric i want to thank you so much but you know what time it is now it's time for random question of the day. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So here's the random question. It's not even a question. Of the three, dentist, optician, chiropractor, which of the three was the last place you visited? Oh, that's easy. Chiropractor. Plug. Go for it. Plug. Um, Avenue Chiropractic in Mayfair in Northeast Philadelphia, Anne-Marie Muldoon. Okay. Anne-Marie Muldoon is the owner and they are fantastic. Um, climbing ladders, crawling under houses. We are constantly twisting ourselves into a pretzel doing our job. And, right. uh, and I, I've seen lots and lots of chiropractors over the years and she's by far the most intuitive and just make sure that you you get what you're looking for. You know, she, she untwists that pretzel and gets you back to normal. <laughs> well, that's a good plug. Can you say it one more time so that the listeners can hear? Sure. Uh, the, Anne- the name of the. Yeah. It's Anne-Marie Muldoon at Avenue Chiropractic in Northeast Philadelphia. They're great. Amazing. All right. So before we finish up, I want to give you the opportunity also to mention a wonderful nonprofit you support. Oh, that's it's, that's super easy, and it's Veterans Day. We actually um, yes, it is. Our company um, donates back to its homes for the troops. They are mm-hmm. amazing. They do amazing work. They do amazing work all over the country, and uh, even and, and locally here in the Philadelphia metro and and South Jersey area. Um, mm-hmm. They build houses for disabled troops um, who may oh, have fallen on bed, you know, tough times, and maybe can't afford it. They, they build them a house, they hand them the keys, no mortgage. They, you know, from donations alone, they can do that. And it's, they do amazing work They're And we're proud to give them money to help them in their, their mission. Very nice. Very nice. So supporting you helps support them. Absolutely. That's we, great. Got to keep you in business yeah. so that oh, you can continue to support them. Yeah. And we, we tied right. it to our growth. So the more we do, the more they get. So it's, you know, we, we, uh, we really believe in what they're doing and it, it helps us. You know, feel good that's about an, what we do. 
it's amazing to um, actually be able to give back as well. So this is great, Eric. So um, tell our listeners what areas you service and how can people get in touch with you? Okay. Um, our, our office phone number is probably the easiest way. It's 267-538-2292. That's 267-538-2292. Uh, you can reach us at uh, eagleinspectionpa.com. We currently cover the Philadelphia market and the four surrounding counties, so, uh, Bucks County, Montgomery County, Chester, Delaware, and Philadelphia, all, all in that area. And we're, uh, we're about to branch out to South, South Jersey. So we're working on that. Um, we've uh, wow. been doing it a long time. We've got five home inspectors, a radon technician, and a couple of people that work in the office to make sure that everything goes smoothly. So we're, we're, uh, we're trying to make sure we can help the most amount of people. That's great. Once again, I want to thank you, Eric, owner of Eagle Inspections, for joining us today. And for all my listeners, thank you for supporting the RCB show. Please share this episode with friends and we look forward to some amazing guests. And if you are or someone you know would like to be on the show, contact me at rcbliving at gmail.com. For now, thank you and keep living your best life. Once again, Eric, thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me. I really I enjoyed it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye.